What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey, and we are discussing episode 14 of The Walking Dead, The Rotten Core. And I think we know by the end of this episode who the Rotten Core is, because that doggone Carlson, rotten to the core. And he thinks he's... Girl, we got to get into it. This episode starts out... We've got the bodies on the ground from the people that he knocked off the roof in the last episode. He's going back and forth on the radio with Lance telling him, yeah, so got kind of a hiccup. We have some aggressors in the building or actually not yet with the aggressors. He's telling them we're handling the situation. We need to go floor by floor to see where these weapons and all the other stuff is. So as he's hanging up the phone with him, which is, or radio, which is really weird because they have this whole remote setup so that he can talk back and forth with Lance. You know, one of the guards tells him, he was like, so a couple of our guards, then I got murked down at the bottom. We got some aggressors in the building. And of course we already know it's Maggie, Aaron, Lydia, and uh, Elijah. And when I tell you this, episode got real interesting real fast like there was so much in this episode as far as like emotional moments there were tense moments it was like I'm watching this episode and I'm just like I don't I don't know how to feel there's a lot going on in here a lot but you know we get it's unfortunate but you know this is our last little season so they gotta pack them oh they're bringing it and they are they are bringing it are but, definitely doing that but if they keep if this is just like the mid mid season and they're bringing it like this what are they gonna do to us in the last eight them episodes? last eight episodes ain't gonna be nothing to play with you already know if i'm these, gonna be sitting there like this with tissue you know we have to lose some people you know it's the walking dead we have to lose some people mm. But I mean, we know at least four people making this to the end. <laughs> at least four make yeah. it to the end. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, it, at this point, we got to hurry up and rush through stories and we got to wrap up people mm-hmm. to get it where everybody has closure. Because, you know, we, not even just us, the whole Walking Dead community is going to be pissed if they don't wrap up these stories good. Right. You know what I mean? So you mm-hmm. got to put a whole lot into these episodes now where it seems like it's kind of stacked up, but you, you have to at this point. Otherwise, we're going to be like, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you? Know, you know, so. Unless the reason why they don't close certain things up is because they're going to give us spinoffs on spinoffs on spinoffs, which I wouldn't be mad about. Not mad about it. I like the idea of continuing the world as long as the stories make sense. Yes. You know, as but long I think as will, because I think at this point, as long as Angela Kang remains the showrunner, because she's like been doing really, really good. Like I, I think like so too. He tells story way better than Scott, but I love the way that she tells her stories. Mm-hmm. So as long as she remains like a showrunner, I think we'll continue to get like this intensity and this consistency that we've been getting lately. Right. Her stories flow without all the, you know. Yeah, edges, so right. 
So let's see. There's like two main stories taking place in this episode, and it's the stuff with Carlson and that part of the group or the stuff with Daryl and Rosita and the house. Which do we want to tackle first? Daryl and Rosita. Because that okay. one's going to be quick. You know, once we get into that apartment building, we're going to be there. Yeah. So let's start with this statement. Sebastian needs a whooping. I'm going I'm to take your word. Sebastian needs a whooping. Not I just what I'm thinking. He needs an ass whooping. Like, who? when I tell you this dude, like, how do you come into, like, we don't even have a lot of background on this character show-wise. But it's like from the moment he appeared, he has been an ass. He has been irritating. He has been like, you, you want to choke him out? Yes. You want to <laughs> throttle him. And when you think, okay, that's just, that's just the surface of him. You know, that's just who he is. He gets worse. Because this episode, okay, so first of all, He's in the little police station with all of them talking about how he can handle the rotters. And Daryl <laughs> <laughs> oh, kinds of, you know, co-signs them in a very condescending way mm-hmm. to where the other guards are like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. We know he's lying. But what he ends up doing is he has, I guess, two lackeys in the Commonwealth Guard mm-hmm. who find Daryl and Rosita. They're, they've been assigned to go to one section of the Commonwealth to do their guard duty. And they're like, hey, you've been pulled. You need to go here. And Daryl's like, that's not what we were told. Well, she changed her mind. This is where we need you guys to go. So Daryl and Rosita, of course, they are not really trying to um they're not trying to ruffle any feathers i think at this point they're just like okay you know what we just need to do what we need to do while alexandria's getting fixed and don't we're not gonna cause any mess we're not gonna stir up any trouble we're just gonna do what we've been told to do and then when alexandria's fixed we can leave so they go to this field with these other two guards and supposedly they're supposed to clear some walkers so when they get to this field and they're looking down on like this house, there's a whole bunch of walkers. They're like probably hundreds. And they're like, this is what Which we're supposed to do. Horror, doesn't it? It does. Not only that, yeah, it reminded me of, of horror, I was like, uh, okay. You remember when Abraham and them were getting ready to go to DC for real, they had just left the church and they were going to D.C. and they came across the, you know, that whole, I guess it was like some kind of farm with all the yeah. walkers. And they were talking about trying to clear through it so they could get Eugene to Washington. And that's what prompted Eugene to tell them the truth because he didn't want right. to try to go through the walkers. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yes. You know, you just get here and there's all these walkers and Daryl and Rosita are like, so that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to clear that just the two of us. And so here comes Sebastian and he basically tells them, yeah, so this is the deal. I need you guys to go in there. There's a safe in that house and it has bags of money. And I need the money 
because my mom has cut off my credit. Again, I'm looking at this like, it's just so weird that we're worried about fucking money at this point because money hasn't existed for our group for 10, 11, 12 years. Because remember, Daryl found that money when he was in the sub uh, tra- in the subway and just left it. Because because what do they need it for? They yeah. haven't needed it. So the whole concept of money in the Commonwealth is just weird to begin with. Yeah. And the fact that Sebastian wants them to go into this house, go through all the rock walkers, and get this money, and they're like, so it's. It's just the two of us. We're supposed to do this. Oh, yeah, you could do that. Just put the guts on your thing. You know, put the guts on your armor and walk through. Like, like they don't know how to do this. Excuse me. They pretty much invented the concept. (laughs) Hello. You know how many times they don't walk through words and everything else in this month? Right. But the thing that really got me, and I know every fan was probably looking at the TV like, do it, do it, do it. Girl, this motherfucker decides he wants to threaten the kids or rather, okay, let me, let me backtrack. He didn't necessarily threaten them, but the fact that you brought the kids up in that context, like, yeah, so, so. You know, you have, you have kids down there, right? Daryl almost killed his ass. And I think we all would have been okay. About Judith and RJ. We all would have been okay with Sebastian dying. You know, you bring up not only Judith and RJ, which RJ skipped two grades in class. So we already know he got, he got the intelligence genes, you know, that's a Rashawn baby. But anyway, the fact that you thought it was okay to, to, to mention these kids, you know, who Rosita is, you know, who Daryl is. And yeah, they've been kind of on this leash since they've been in the Commonwealth, but they are still Rosita and Daryl. That part. First of all, when he called Rosita, what was it? He called her sweetheart or something like that. Something a little condescending. The way she looked at him, I was like, he about to get that gun in the face. I'm just, I'm waiting for it to happen. I'm waiting it for happened. it to happen. She going to smack him one good one one time. There's going to be a collective cheer throughout the Walking Dead universe when he finally gets what the fuck he deserves. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. But yeah, yeah, the fact that he he did that, Daryl pulled that knife so quick, put it up to his yeah. throat. He was like, if you ever threaten our kids again, I will gut you. And he'll do it. And the, he'll do it. He will. You don't want to and die. you know, the, the other two guards were like, um, let him go. We'll shoot you. And Rosita was like, nah. not before I shoot this asshole's face off. <laughs> Rosita was like, go ahead, try. I love Rosita. Rosita is a like, did you really just threaten my baby? Did you really just threaten my baby? See, they need to remember that these two wasn't raised in the Commonwealth. These two people are survivors from outside. So all that petty, uh, like like the money, they don't give a shit about none of that. Like Mm -mm. Daryl's main concern is okay, making sure Judith and RJ are good, so he's doing what he got to do as far as that's concerned. But all Mm -hmm. we can go back to Alexandria, like, bruh, I don't need this. 
I will fuck you up and go home. Like, what was it he told Pamela Milton when she was like, you fell more than once? He was like, yeah, we always brought it back. Always. He can go help. The only reason why I feel like Daryl is there is because of Judith and RJ. That's it. I know that. If he didn't have those two, think about it. Daryl lived out in the woods. With dogs. For how many years? Where the fuck is dog? What's the, oh no, dog was there. Never mind. Dog was there. Cause yeah, he fed him. Okay. Yeah, dog was there. Okay. Carry on. But yeah, so Daryl is used to being out in the woods. He's used to being out on his own. So he doesn't need the comforts of the Commonwealth. At all. He's doing that for the kids. And he's doing it for the community. Right. So they can get you know, because yeah, he's okay with being out on his own and sleeping in the woods or whatever, but the rest of them aren't. And Daryl has long, long ago gotten out of that mindset of it's just him. Yeah. You know, because once, once Merle, honestly, once Merle was out of the picture, we started to see Daryl be who he truly was. Mm -hmm. And he's going to always think about that group as a collective. That's his family, just like Rick, Mm -hmm. just like Maggie, just like all of them. Mm -hmm. This is his family. So he's thinking, okay, you know what, what do we need to do? To make sure that everybody else survives. Right. Right. So he's going to hold his tongue, but I'm telling you, Sebastian got one more good time. One more good time. Just one more. And then he's going to be Walker food. I guarantee it. He's going to be Walker food and somebody's going to make it look like an accident. Can't wait. He's done. Absolutely cannot wait. Can it happen tomorrow? I'm going to cheer. I'm going to cheer. I'm going to have some pom-poms and I'm going to be like a little cheerleader. Waiting. Waiting. Look, you also want him to die off so he don't kill Aaron. You're going to stop. You're going to stop. We are not speaking that into existence. I know it's a possibility. You don't have to remind me that every day of time we record. Possibility like like that. That's the possibility. I don't like you right now. You love me that I don't like you right now. Long as you love whatever. Whatever. So So anyway, get Sebastian before. Because I feel like, so we look at his character like, okay, he, he's a dumbass, okay? He's very full of himself. He, you know, he's kind of careless, but those are the ones that you have to look out for. And I think, again, I don't know the specifics of what happened with him and Rick in the comics, but we do know that his character is the one that kills Rick Grimes in the comics. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it probably has something to do with Rick maybe underestimating him because when you look at somebody who is lesser than you, in a sense, Mm -hmm. the way Sebastian is compared to like a Rosita or to a Darryl, I I would say even at this point to a Eugene, right? you know what I'm saying? Like you look at him, like he's not going to affect much because he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know any better, but those are the ones that are more dangerous because of the fact that he's ignorant, because of the fact that he's careless, because of the fact that he's arrogant and he thinks that his position 
or who he's related to will get him out of any scrapes that he gets into. Right. That's the one that you have to look out for because that's the one who's going to come in and fuck some shit up. And he's whether he does it on purpose or not. Right. And he's also the one who never is going to realize the consequences of his actions. He's going to do shit as far as he's concerned. Don't care who he hurt or killed in the process as Mm -hmm. long as he's straight. You know what I mean? So that's unfortunately how somebody is going to pass away is because he's a dumbass and he's going to be thinking for some... Who was the other one? Was it uh, Nicholas? Remember Nicholas? Put you in the mindset of that where mm-hmm. he didn't care what he was doing but it affected somebody else. Remember Glenn was under a goddamn gar- garbage can for three mm-hmm. weeks or however long they had right. him under the garbage can. But the stuff that he was doing, he wasn't like, or maybe he was cognizant of the fact that these things that you do have a trickle effect and it's going to mm-hmm. at some point down the road affect somebody else. So yeah, you scared up here on a garbage can and you trying to find a way out for yourself, but in the end, you found a way out for yourself, but you ended up to the detriment of Glenn, where he now almost died. Everybody thought, you know, he died. You know, mm-hmm. we all knew he was under the garbage can. But, you know, it's still Nicholas wasn't thinking like that. He he was mm-hmm. really concerned. I'm afraid. I'm scared. If I do this, this will keep me from getting hurt. But Glenn, you know, you got to worry about yourself. But not really. And he was carrying around a lot of guilt, too, because of what happened to Noah. And then he tried to, like, purposefully kill Glenn. Mm-hmm. And Glenn showed him some grace and showed him some mercy. Mm-hmm. And so he was carrying around that guilt, like, okay, so I tried to kill this dude and he still let me live. He didn't tell anybody about what I did. Like, you're sitting there with a living reminder of how, just how shitty a person you are. Right. 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 And which he was. I don't know. I just, I feel like something like that is going to happen with Sebastian. Like he's going to be careless and get somebody killed. Absolutely. Well, and then from what we realized, there's a list of people that he's already gotten killed trying to get some fucking money. So yeah, let's, let's move on. Cause we can sit here and talk about what a despicable person he is all day, all day. We could do a whole podcast. <laughs> whole podcast. So Daryl and Rosita, after they threaten his life, they're just basically like, okay, so all we have to do is go in, get this money, come back, and we're done. We don't have to do anything else. Like, we're not doing anything else for you. They pretty much point blank tell him this. So they put the, you know, walker guts on their suit. They get into the house, and the house is empty. So they think, you know, they walk around, they're trying to find what they need and then they realize there is somebody in the house Mm -hmm. and there's a lady there um i can't remember what her name april i think her name was she is she is in the room that has the safe and there there's an alarm code that you know keeps the room locked and she's been trapped there for who knows how long um i think she mentioned it in the episode i just don't remember um right now but basically what they have to do is they're trying to figure out a way to get into that room because one, that's where the money is that Sebastian wants. And two, they don't want to leave her in there by herself. And she told them, she was like, look, there were, there were a few of us. Um, 
when we started this, it was like 12 people. And then that was just me. She was like the last two people, they started fighting with each other and they left out the room and then the lights went out. I don't know what happened. I'm stuck. So Rosita is trying to get the alarm panel to work and they realize, okay, it's not going to open without power. There is a generator in the garage. So Daryl goes out there to try to turn the generator on. And let me tell you this scene here, when all these walkers just started showing up, there were moments. No. And see, that's the thing. I don't think the walkers were actually moving fast. Daryl had the armor on and I told you that armor was going to slow him down. It looked like them damn things was flying. It looked like they was running. It looked like it, That's what I was but like. they were in a smaller space and he's trying to fight them, but he's got all this bulky armor on. Daryl is not used to that. Daryl is used to having his t-shirt, his vest. He's used to having a little bit more flexibility, mm-hmm. dexterity, whatever you want to call it. And the suit is very restricting. They can't really move with all that on. And you see, after he gets, after he finally uh, finishes fighting all of them, what does he do? He takes the armor off. He's like, man, fuck, fuck this. I told you in the last episode that that armor was going to slow him down because he's not used to it. So, but I, I was worried because I was like, that armor is slowing him down. He can't fight the way he needs to. And I was just looking at the way they were coming at him. And, you know, because think about it. Think about how good of a fighter Daryl is. Daryl doesn't get thrown off balance very easily. He doesn't get caught off guard easily. And he couldn't help but do that because as he's trying to fight these things and Again, he's trying to move and he can't really move. So just as he's done with one, here comes another. He doesn't even have time to move good or he can't even move good because he's in this restrictive armor. Like, yeah, I know that there are parts of the armor that's supposed to be protective, but honestly, for the type of fighting that they do, you know, the Commonwealth. They used to shoot my way through everything. Those, yeah, that too. And those soldiers don't really, um, I don't think they really fight in hordes the way that our people are used to, to doing that. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. So they don't need to be able to move as easily or whatever. Because like you said, they always have guns and they're shooting. But yeah. our people, they're used to fighting hand to hand. Right. No, no guns because guns do what? Like you said in the last episode, guns make noise it attracts walkers why would you do that so anyway he does get the generator turned back on they make it into the house uh or into the room with april and she kind of explains what happens and so basically what's been going on like you said sebastian has been sending people to try and get this money and she says it to them she's like you know we told them they could have the money but they just got to get us out of here right you know you can't you can't get the money if you can't get into the room and apparently nobody else who had gone down there had been able to figure that out right but there are bodies in the house when Rosita and Daryl get in there so what's been going on and we find out they couldn't have been 
Sebastian had to have sent them recently since he's been mm-hmm. off. Because remember, she uh, Rosita, when she bent down, she was like, oh, this is still kind of fresh. So April hasn't been in that room that long. I don't think it's been weeks, a, a weeks, you know, a week, weeks you've been in there. It might have been weeks, I think, because I think when towards the end, when they're getting the information, I think he does. I think somebody says that it's been like weeks over, over the course of weeks. Cause I think they sent like 40 people. Yeah. So yeah, it might've been uh, maybe a couple of weeks. Um, but basically he's been sending people down there and we find out later on it's people who have gotten themselves into trouble with the Commonwealth. And this is kind of like, not necessarily a punishment, but it's just something that, okay, we're presenting, right. We're we're presenting this opportunity for you. And if you do this, you're able to, you know, clear, clear your name or clear your charges, something similar to what they had Eugene and the hospital or Eugene and, you know, all of them, when they had to go clear buildings that were, you know, a little bit on the dangerous side, Mm -hmm. But they've been sending people to try to do this very same thing. And of course, nobody is as skilled as our people when it comes to this. Hello. So Hello. you should have just went with the, the smart choice at the beginning. But anyway. Sebastian ain't that smart. Oh. Just, this is true. Just deduce that. He ain't the sharpest This is true. Anymore. But... You know, Daryl and Rosita, they get into the room with April. They talk to her. They find out more about what's going on, how she got to be in that situation, everything. She explains everything to them. They are able to get into the safe to get the money. But what happens is the door closes. And not only that, walkers start coming in the house because the alarm goes off. So they're in the room. They're trying to stay away from the walkers, but they realize that's the only way they have to get out of the house. And they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And then all of a sudden you can hear like gunshots, walkers dropping to the floor. And here comes Carol and Mercer, because at the beginning of the episode, Carol and Daryl had this little exchange where they were talking about, you know, hey, you've been busy. Hey, you've been busy. Okay, let's catch up. Let's do lunch. It's day. Okay, whatever. So when Daryl doesn't show up for lunch, Carol goes to find Mercer and they figure out where they are. So they come to the rescue. Cool. They get the money. But unfortunately, April, she is attacked by walkers and killed. Even though Rosita has given her her armor, they're really trying to get her out of there. But she ends up dying. And when they finally get back up the hill to Sebastian, Sebastian is all ecstatic because he has his money. And, you know, this is when they find out oh yeah, we've been sending people down there for weeks. They just, you know, nobody was ever successful like that. And the two guards that were, of course, with Sebastian knew about this. And these are Mercer's guards, okay? These are his guards. So when Mercer finds out the truth that y'all been sending, I think it was what, 40, up about 40 people that have died trying to retrieve this money for Sebastian just because he got cut off from his credit line. Man, let me tell you. Sebastian leaves first, okay? And then they're getting this information from the guards. 
Daryl tells Mercer, you know, the deal. This is why we went. This is why we left our post. He threatened our children. And Mercer, at this point, you can see kind of the gears going in his head. And I told you, I feel like Mercer has not been 100% Commonwealth. Like, he's doing what he needs to do to keep him his sister safe. Yeah. But he's been questioning like what he is standing up for. Mm-hmm. Mercer pulls out that gun and shoots those two, I was like, two guards so fast. I literally went because I was not expecting it. At all. Not from Mercer. That was the last thing I expected. Yeah, we can. Okay. Like, are we doing this now? And then he was like, you're going to have to give him the money. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Sebastian wasn't there when they gave him uh, when, when all that happened, he they gave him the money later. I'm getting I'm getting crossed up, but yeah. So he basically tells him y'all are gonna have to give him the money uh, in order for him to keep this quiet. So Mercer grabs the money bag, and he was like, "I'll take this because I can get it across. I can get it through the gates with no issues." Like, who's gonna question Mercer? Nobody. Nobody. So when they get back into the um i guess i guess they're using it as a police precinct it looks like a warehouse and it's got desks or whatever so rosita and daryl are there and mercer's there sebastian comes in and he's all happy because he has his money and he tries to figure out where the other two guards were and mercer just says they didn't make it and sebastian's and, like am all I, right thanks for my care <laughs> he didn't right there <laughs> Like it was one of those, oh, well, collateral damage. Keep going. He didn't even care. And like these your two uh, flunkies, like he didn't right. even bat an eyelash. Like, did my money? Like, <laughs> it's I'm telling asshole. you. God, I can't wait till he dies. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. He needs to die. I swear to God. Because he's going to, his, his selfishness, his ignorance, all of that is going to put everyone else in danger. It's going to get somebody killed. It's going to, it's going to, it's inevitable. Right. We know it's going to happen. We just don't know who it's going to happen to, but it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It has to happen because he's such a dick. Like, oh my God. Yes. Like, I can't take him. Like. He, he, Mm-mm. like you, and he, April correction. April was one of the people who was sent into the house to grab the money. She said basically they sent a group of us and they told us if we were able to grab the cash that we would get a cut. So that's why yeah, they were all yeah, in there. Yeah. Her, her particular group had 12 people and then she was the only one left, right? Oh, so that's why the two at the end started fighting, they were trying to get a bigger cut. That makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Either that or just because they were. So whether they were in there for a week, two weeks, whatever. I mean, it was a kind of like a bomb shelter that the guy built, whoever owned the house before. So they had food. They had provisions. It was meant to be there in case of, you know, some kind of attack or emergency. So they probably weren't bad off in there, especially if it was only three of them. But if you're stuck in that kind of close quarters and it's only a few people, 
you might start to go a little stir crazy or get a little cabin fever. And especially if it's two men, who knows what else they may have been trying to argue about. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two men, one woman stuck in there. That might have been a whole different type of argument that just kind of spilled. And maybe she, oh, you know, maybe the door was open and she let them out there and she closed herself in so she didn't have to deal with that nonsense. I mean, y'all go out there with that. You'll never stay in here. <laughs> right. Because here's the thing if they're fighting inside the room and if it gets heated enough, one of them is going to have to kill the other in order for it to stop. Yeah. Who wants to be in a room stuck with a dead body? Because you, know? you have to kill it. Otherwise, it's going to kill you. So. But Sebastian takes his money. He leaves and. Oh, he gives Daryl and Rosita a cut. Don't forget that. How nice of you. <sighs> what do they need it for? That part. To them, that don't mean shit. Not a you damn a thing. Bag of money, and they would—they still want to fuck you up. <laughs> like that money means absolutely nothing to them, because it means nothing in Alexandria, which where they plan on going back to. I mean, unless right. you, unless they use it while they're in the Commonwealth to buy shit to take back to Alexandria, what, what's the point? Money has no. I just. To them. I just. I guess it's kind of interesting. It's kind of good that that happened in that way now, though, because now Mercer is involved and Mercer sees how crooked some things are in the Commonwealth. I think you know, already saw that, though. I think he he did, too. But well, I think there's one there's a difference between thinking it and having like you know, when he went to the hospital and tried to find Tyler and Tyler had been moved, like you see Mm -hmm. what's going on, but for him to actually be a part of it, like you have to go in and you have to rescue these two people who at some point you thought were just doing things for their own reasons. Right. And then they tell you, no, he, um, he threatened our kids. So we had no, we had no choice, but to do this when you see what they had to go through and then you hear about the corruption from Sebastian or from the other guards, like they knowingly sent people down there knowing that there was a possibility they could die. And for what? Mm-hmm. I think Mercer's just to the point where he's just like, fuck this. Right. You know, and then Carol, <laughs> you know, we keep saying it. We know Lance is crooked. We know Lance has got some issues. We know Lance is not, he's not no pansy, okay? But Lance ain't never dealt with the likes of Carol before. And I have a feeling he's about to find that out the hard way. Because she goes into him and, you know, he's like, how's your day you know everything okay she's like no my friends got you know put into pulled into a tough spot and she tells him what happened you know about sebastian this little you know this little shit i I love the fact that she always calls him a little shit but she's like he had them go into this house to retrieve money and apparently they've been sending people down there for weeks and people have died. And Lance makes this comment. He's like, oh, thank. What did he say? Oh, oh thank goodness it's done. Oh, they got the money or something like that. 
And Carol's just looking at him, and, and now she's carefully masking her face. But she's masking her face because you know, Carol, she has those looks. And Lance is a very astute man. Like, I think if she would have changed her face, facial expression to look like she disapproved, he would have picked up on it. Yeah. And then there would have been some issues. Mm-hmm. So Carol's just playing her usual role. Okay. She's uh-huh. saying what okay. she needs to say. Right. And then he tells her, he's like, oh, okay, well, they got it. And Carol's just like, Hmm. Your dance okay. has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They gonna get theirs. They they fucked with the wrong community. I was just about to say that. Like Rick's Rick's voices in my mind when they were in that terminus train car, and they he don't said know they're messing with the wrong with. people. Right. They are messing with the wrong people. They don't know who they're messing with. They clearly don't. Right. Because we know. Because the look on Carol's face. When she turned around. When she walked out that room. I said, oh, Lance about to die. <laughs> Lance, bye, Lance. It was nice knowing you, but you about to die. Right. Yeah, Carol. And Carol, you know what? It kind of reminds me because that part of the scene is actually in the background right now. He He's talking about how the people who were sent down there, you know, found themselves in bad situations and that was kind of their, their way to get out of it. And he says, this place works because everyone does their part. And when they don't, when they don't follow the rules, that's when the system breaks down. You know what that reminds me of? Dawn and Grady hospital. When Beth was there, same system. Yeah. Totally the hospital. You're gonna have to pay off this debt. Uh, you're gonna have to go down and make your way through this hoard to retrieve this money. You retrieve this money, your debt wiped away, and we're gonna give you a little bit of, of what you went down there to get. But if and like Carol says to him, she was like, So people can either be part of the problem or part of the solution. He was like, Yeah, he was like, You get it. He's, and then he goes, it's nice to be able to talk to someone who, you know, sees the big picture. And Carol was like, uh-huh. With that smile, that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm, you know, I'm he has his smile, she has hers. That's that, mm-hmm, I'm going to kill your ass later smile. <laughs> but the thing, too, is the way that Lance was looking at her when she walked out the door, I wonder if he's kind of like, hmm, I need to keep an eye on her, too. Nope. Lance is too wrapped up in Lance. He ain't thinking, you know, he's so laser laser focused on what the fuck is going on with him trying to get these other communities on board for whatever mission he's trying to obtain them for. That's what he's on. And then Mm -hmm. trying to find these guns and all this other stuff, which we find out later, we're going to get into that. But okay, okay, you know, in that episode when I I was like, so anyway, but so you know, Lance is on some bullshit off rip because what the fuck is you doing? Like you plot, right? You moving all these pieces. You was plotting, bruh. Plotting. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna get into that. But yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, he just made an enemy out of Carol sure because you just put her bestie in danger. You just put her that family part. in danger. That part. Nobody fucks with Daryl. Do not fuck with Daryl. 
Mm-mm. You can you can mess- and don't fuck with Rosita either, because if, if you think about it, when they were all when everybody else had pretty much given up on Connie, who were the people who were still steadily yep. going to look for her? Mm-hmm. Carol, Rosita, mm-hmm. Kelly, and Magna. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't mess with Rosita either. Yeah, Carol. Carol is about to unleash that whole. Uh, she's about to go back to Terminus Carol. She's about to go back to the person who set all those former saviors on fire when they stole her wedding ring and they hit. Yeah, they about to. They are about to unleash the beast. That part. What they say, release the kraken. They about to. <laughs> they about to. Like, and I'm here for it every minute of it every minute let's go. yep i'm ready yep i love badass here bring back badass I do and i'm so glad that she's making a return because and i've said it before i said it when we talked about the walking dead on sci-fi party line the whole the whole you know in my feelings trying to be the moral ethical person Carol, the one who doesn't want to kill and the one who's like, I, I, I love her for trying to be that way, but that's not the Carol we need. We love killer Carol. (laughs) I love, and you know what that just made, that made me think. So I've been thinking about these characters a lot this week, especially because the walking dead filmed their final episode a few days ago. It is officially wrapped. (laughs) So I've been looking at everybody's like posts on Twitter. Of course, you know, I always talk about my YouTube dives. So I've been doing some YouTube deep diving and I've just been thinking about the conversation that we've had about certain characters. Like everybody absolutely hate. Well, I won't say everybody. There's a lot of people who absolutely hate Negan. They feel like he's irredeemable. They feel like they don't like the way the story is uh, taking for him, especially in this episode. And we'll get to that. But, and, you know, they're talking about how they don't like what the writers are doing with Maggie. Y'all are starting to make her seem like the bad guy and that she's doing this. And I just really started thinking about the way that they are telling the stories of these characters Mm -hmm. and how our perception of the characters or how we are introduced to the characters, I feel kind of... Uh, frames our narrative for that character for the rest of the series Mm -hmm. you know and it's like Negan came in as a bad ass not a badass but you know he was the person who killed two of our people and he terrorized our group Mm -hmm. and you know people feel like he can't be redeemed he doesn't deserve happiness and all this other stuff but if you think about some of our characters who we've seen that growth and we've seen where they started and, and where they come from and mm-hmm. how they've made this journey. Mm-hmm. They, they do some of the same things, yeah. but we don't view them in the same way because of how we were introduced to them. Right. And you know, I always say that it had, had we had somebody else's story first, the survivors would have been the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they went and so I- the whole uh, outpost. Right. So that has me thinking about like even Carol, Carol's character, because Carol is one of those characters who tries to not remain neutral, but she does not want to kill. Like Mm -hmm. it weighs heavily on her when Mm -hmm. she does to the point where Mm -hmm. 
she can't function sometimes. Mm-hmm. And she has to kind of, you know, she has had to step herself away from the group on more than one occasion. True. Because she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to kill to protect my friends. But if I stay, that's what it's going to come to. But you know, the first time she, she didn't step away, Rick banished her. So the first that's time true. she was banished. That's true. Because she had killed the but, people who got sick. But after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, we cheer her when she does it. You know? Because she's our badass. Right. But Nikki could be our badass too. Is just the fact of how we were introduced to him, you know, and people are like, yeah, he's a cold-blooded kill. I'm like, have y'all, are are we watching the same show? Like, Rick? Rick? Sometimes Rick just killed a motherfucker. Rick? He don't give no damn. Rick, wasn't he killing Rick for a minute? Because he was, (laughs) everybody he ran across, he did not care. He was killing their ass. Like, period. You got to die. Remember? Hell, even he even said it himself. How many of do you do I have to kill to make you realize? <laughs> what same person goes around saying, I got to kill you, motherfucker, so you can see what the fuck is going on? Who says that? <laughs> who, Rick who, Grimes. <laughs> who who Rick. normally goes to a safe community and was like, How many of y'all motherfuckers I got to kill so you can see what's mm. going on? Who says that? Yeah. Not nobody saying. But had Negan come in, because that basically ain't that what Negan did? How many of you motherfuckers I got to kill to get y'all in line? So Negan... And you know, I was thinking about it, too. What Rick said. Mm -hmm. Negan did it. But I was thinking about it, too. Looking at one of the older videos, especially, um, I was looking at a video of when Simon went to the scavengers and, like, pretty much killed everybody, except for Jadis. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, before they had that uh, meeting, when Negan was meeting with Simon and telling him, okay, yeah, so they turned on us. We're going to give them an opportunity. He said, kill one person. He stressed. I looked at this in the video. He stressed to Simon, only kill one person. You kill one person, you make a statement, and everyone else will fall in line. Negan never what he was never the type to be like okay we're gonna kill everybody even when they were in the circle that night yeah he said only one person has to die and then y'all will understand and he even mentioned like they killed dozens of his people in the outpost mm-hmm. wiped everybody out mm-hmm. so when you look at it from those perspectives and the but, only reason Glenn got killed, he was only going to kill Abraham. Only reason Glenn got killed because Daryl popping off. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? The only intention was Abraham. Mm-hmm. And hell, we then found out later, only reason it wasn't Rick. I didn't want to kill a man in front of his kid. Right. You know? So it's like <laughs> Negan was going in taking out leaders. Like, nah, we're not about to do that. Yeah. And he, you know, and it, it also is just the, I don't know, we, we could have a whole conversation about that. And I think at some point we probably will do a deeper dive into the characters because again, mm-hmm. I understand everyone's feelings about Negan, but the way that they write these characters is not just a one dimensional or two dimensional. Like there are so many layers to each of these characters on the good side and on the bad side. Right. 
And I think a lot of times when people are looking at these characters, they don't really look at those aspects. Now, Negan has some other despicable qualities about him too that we could talk about, but it's just like... The one, the one that stands out the most is the fact you killed two of our people. And see, and yeah. just even, even us as, you know, viewers, to us, the survivors are our people. So you kill our mm-hmm. people. But mm-hmm. we don't take no mind to the fact that our people went in and killed 30 of your people unprovoked why they slept, you know, thinking we're eliminating a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I ke- Y'all killed 30. Y'all just don't know their name. We killed two, Glenn and Abraham. Y'all know them. Y'all have a relationship. Mm-hmm. But what, remember what he said? How did, uh, how did Aaron get Gracie? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's like, come on now, the same way. If somebody went mm-hmm. and killed Rick and took Judith. Yep. You know? So it's, That's true. it's literally the same thing. It depends on what group you met first. We just so happened to meet Rick and the survivors first. Right. Yeah. Because wait, what? Was, that was Mich- yeah in Michonne's ending you know final episode when they showed how Michonne was found by Negan as opposed to found by Rick yeah if that if that would have happened same thing mm-hmm. so it's like yep. you know it, it, the contrast of it, 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 the story could they could do a whole new Walking Dead based on Negan and, and reverse it and we then look at we sympathize with Negan and like mm-hmm. these motherfuckers coming in killing all our people. You you know? Yeah. I mean, you could do a whole what if series on The Walking Dead based on what if characters had made different choices. Yeah. What if Morgan had killed his wife's Walker at the beginning? Then he him and Dwayne would have moved on, and he wouldn't have been there to save Rick. Right. And then we would have had a whole different show. Yeah. Because Rick didn't know what was going on. At all. Rick would have been bit within the first 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes when he saw the guy coming down the street. And you're going to go up and walk to him. Hey. Hey. You calling the motherfucker to kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah, you calling so, yeah, to we, kill me. Come over here. I'm over here. We could go into a whole, <laughs> like, yeah. We, we could discuss what would have happened if people had made different decisions forever and come up with different scenarios where our people probably wouldn't have been our people. So, but anyway, since we're talking about Negan, let's go ahead and go back to the apartment complex because again, Maggie and Aaron, Lydia and Elijah, they have made their way into the apartment complex. Negan is there with Gabriel and with Annie. I kept calling her Alice in the uh, previous uh, show we did. Her name is Annie. Oh, okay. So, you know, at some point they all they all meet up with each other. They're like taking out Commonwealth soldiers and trying to protect the other people. And you can hear that there's some shooting going on in the apartment complex. So apparently they're not able to save all of their people because, as Annie says, they're kind of scattered all over the building. But at some point we do get our people together because Aaron and Maggie, they, they come across each other in the hallway. And then Annie has her gun to Maggie. Aaron points a gun at Annie and then Negan comes in and he's like, okay, y'all, let's just put it back in our pants and zip up. I was like, really? You really got to make a dick joke right now? Like, this is how you're going to defuse the situation? But... Right. But they, um, you know, they have this this thing where they're talking and they're trying to figure out a way 
to move through the building, to get rid of the Commonwealth soldiers and to save the other people who are in the building. Mm -hmm. And what happens is Annie and Maggie, they go off together. Annie tells Negan to stay with the other people because, you know, they don't know the rest of our people. She was like, they need to stay with someone they can trust. So of course, Maggie and everybody else is looking at this exchange like, Somebody what is going trust. on here? Somebody they can trust. Right. Like, wait a minute. So how long have you been here? And what's going on with you and her? And it, it it was just a weird vibe for them because of course, Negan has never really been close to anybody, especially in our group, because he was captive for most of the time. Mm-hmm. So... As they're on this little mission to try to go through the apartment complex, Annie takes a piece of ginger out of her pocket and starts eating it. First of all, where the hell are you getting ginger this late into the apocalypse game? Maybe they grow like, but where they're in an apartment building. I don't know. So anyway, anyway, so as Maggie looks at her like oh you're eating ginger she was like yeah it helps we find out that annie is about 12 weeks pregnant and not only that it's negan's baby lord they've been doing it (laughs) and then not only that we find out on the other side of things when negan is talking to gabe and aaron and lydia and they're like, okay, so who was that woman to you? And he holds up his hand. He's got a wedding back. I'm like, wait a minute. How the fuck long has he been with this community? Like, what? You got a whole wife. Girl, when I tell you the comments on Twitter, and I don't know, some people apparently saw, they had to have seen this episode before it actually aired on AMC Plus mm-hmm. because people were talking about him being him being happy and having a family before the episode even aired, I think. And I was like, how did the, how did they know this? Like, what are they talking about? I had no clue what they were talking about. Mm. Then I watched the episode and I was like, okay. Oh, so yeah, there's been a lot of dialogue about this revelation. Really? Uh, yeah, it's it's been... It's been interesting. And when he, um, you know, when he reveals that he's married, because Aaron is like, so how did you find this community and, and her? What, what is she to you? And Negan does that. Lydia, girl, the way Lydia, Lydia looked at him. Okay. I like I said, I, she was looking like, hold up, you got married? Like, you left us, you abandoned us. And then you turn around and you got married? Like, you really wasn't planning on coming back. Right. He was done, boo. Right. And, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because Aaron asked uh, Negan, he's like, so were you responsible for putting some of those skulls on Ian's bookshelf? He says, says the man who rolled up with the Gestapo. We're <laughs> talking about the Commonwealth. And Gabriel was like, yo, we didn't know. We didn't know. But... I think at this point too, Lydia is realizing she's like, you know, I really hope that the Commonwealth was different, but they're not. She said they're still swallowing up communities. They're just doing it in armor instead of mass. Like it's not too much different from a mama. Yeah. So 
The other thing that's interesting about this is while they're sitting there, you know, hold up, waiting for Annie and Maggie to finish doing their mission, Negan looks out the window and he just says, oh shit, holy shit. He goes downstairs and one of the Commonwealth soldiers has Herschel. And I'm going to tell y'all, let me tell y'all. So y'all know, if y'all listen to this show at all, Casey has this thing about kids needing a whooping. We are black. We grew up in neighborhoods where, you know, whoopings were a thing. It, it, it just was. And every time we have a child that misbehaves on, on this show, Casey's like, that child need a whooping. When she saw Herschel, she texted me, Thompson, he need a whooping. He need a whooping. He need a whooping. She even tried to talk about it in the last episode. We hadn't even gotten to this part yet. I was like, you can't say that. That didn't happen yet. She was like, all these children need a whooping. All of them. <laughs> Herschel, after Maggie told him to stay behind and hold down the fort, this little critter done climbed in the back of the truck and was in the back of the truck and one of the Commonwealth soldiers found him. Whooping. So, ne- <laughs> so Negan goes downstairs. He kills the Commonwealth soldier and he rescues Herschel. What happens next is probably one of the best scenes. One of the best scenes because Negan has to tell Maggie that Herschel is there. So he gets on the radio and he he tells them, you know, that that Herschel is there. And Maggie is like Negan. If anything happens to him, Negan says it'll it'll happen over my dead body. Basically. Right, basically saying, I will die before I let anything happen to him. And what did I tell you at the beginning of this season? You said it. When we were talking about Maggie and Negan and whether or not there would ever be not necessarily reconciliation between those two, but at least some kind of understanding or some kind of peace. I said it would have to come down to a couple of things. I said Negan would actually, he would have to sacrifice himself to save Maggie's life or he would have to sacrifice himself or save Herschel. I said it. I said it. You absolutely I don't know how that's gonna I don't know how that's gonna play into this, but that's basically what he does. And then especially this happening right after she finds out that he done got Annie pregnant. Yep. You called it. I give you your props. You absolutely called it because now Maggie has to, as much shit as he did, look him different. I mean, maybe have to. You saved my yeah. damn kid. Like it don't take away what you did, but it gives some sort of. I don't, I don't want to use the word redemption, but it gives you some sort of. You know, you have to look at the person he has become. That part instead of the person that he was. You have to think about it. At least. Seven, eight years has passed at this point. Yeah. Nobody stays the same forever, right. especially in this type of world. Right. Negan had opportunity. I mean, he was locked up for six years. He could have left at any time. When the whisper stuff happened, he could have left and stayed with the whisper. How long? When they were trying to get out of that blizzard and Judith took off, he could have let Judith die. There's a lot of things that he could have done 
to show that he was still the same person that they first came across. Mm -hmm. You know, when the whisperers had Daryl on his knees and Negan was there with them, he could have easily let them kill Daryl. But he saved Daryl. He helped them with the whispers. And now he's taking care of Herschel. If he really wanted to be like, okay, you know what? I don't want nothing to do with Maggie. He could have let Herschel stay there. The Commonwealth could have used that to lure Maggie out. And then that would have been all out war on the hilltop. Right. And Negan wouldn't have had anything to do with that because the Commonwealth would have been like, oh, this is Maggie's son. So maybe her group was the one that ambushed them. They would have left the residents of the apartment complex alone and gone after the hilltop. Negan and his people could have been fine. Mm-hmm. but that's not the person that he is now. Right. And again, I'm going to say that probably wasn't the person he ever was. He became who he was as far as the saviors because of circumstances that happened to him. Right. Granted, we found out about all this stuff after the fact, right. but it still doesn't change the fact that this is who he became because of what was done to him and what he had to go through. Like I said, he was always an asshole. He was a shitty husband, but that does not mean that he was an evil person. That does not mean he was the type of person that would just kill a person for fun. You have to get someone to that point. You know what I'm saying? And for what he went through in the beginning of his story, trying to get the meds back, you know, trying to get the chemotherapy medicine back Mm -hmm. to Lucille and the group that had him torturing him and, and teasing him about, you know, oh, well, we'll just put this over. That turns a person mm-hmm. when you have to go back after being away for weeks to try to do this one thing, you come back and she couldn't wait for you. She killed herself for whatever reason, because she thought maybe he was dead because she thought maybe he wasn't coming back because maybe the pain just got to be too much and she just couldn't deal with it, whatever. But having the, it, it just, it changes a person. Yeah. You do. You know, and maybe the person that we see him as now is closer to the person he actually was than the person we were introduced to. Right. Right. And I think at this point now, like you said, Maggie, she kind of, I don't want to say she has no choice but to look at that. But she has to look at it differently because she's looking at it from the, the eyes of a, a a previously neutral person at first, you know, mm-hmm. because Annie tells her a little bit of this story. She was like, look, your son is in good hands. He won't let anything happen to us. She says he's in the hands of the man who killed his father. And Annie is like, I know this. He told me. Mm-hmm. So Negan has told her. This who is who I is used to be. And what he has done. Mm-hmm. And like she says, None of us are clean. Are clean. We, we don't have clean hands. All of us have had to do things to survive in this world. She was like, I know who he is. And I'm more concerned about the person he's becoming than the person he was. that he was. She said, I've seen what people do to each other to survive. I've been on the end of what people have done. And I have been the one to do the things. And so has Maggie. Right. It's just a little bit more personal personal for her because it was Glenn. But just like Annie tells her, she says, I've seen what people can do to try to survive. All I can do is try to be better. And so can he. And Maggie says, he doesn't get to forget. And Annie's like, he he hasn't. He hasn't. And we see that because Herschel 
and Negan have a confrontation. The girl. Negan goes in to check on Herschel, and Herschel is like, my mom told me. My mom told me not to speak to you. She told me to stay away from you. And Negan was like, "Yeah, your mom's a smart woman." And even, girl, just him walking in the room, Herschel. I was ready for a tense scene. I wasn't. I I didn't think I was gonna get what we got, but I think I started seeing it the more the conversation went. Mm-hmm. And Lydia is sitting there listening. She's outside the room, and he, you know. When he says, yeah, your mom was smart to tell you that. And he was like, did you do something? And Nigga's like, yeah, was it something bad? He said, yeah, it was pretty bad. Are you a bad man? And Negan tells him he was like, I was. And he turns around to look out the window. And he's about to say something to Herschel. And you just kind of see Herschel's head kind of dip down. And then when Negan turns around to speak to Herschel, Herschel has the gun. And he says, my mom told me a bad man killed my my daddy. daddy. It was you, wasn't it? And Negan just looks at him and, I mean, he could have easily lied to him because, of course, there's plenty of bad men in the world. But he comes clean to Herschel and says, yes, it was me. And he sits down. He gets on his level. He's like, look, what I took away from you and your mom there's nothing I can say or do that will ever make that right. That will make it better. And, you know, he's like, and I don't blame you if, if, if you want to kill me. And at this point, everybody in the other room realizes what's happening. So everybody gets up and they look. And he's like, look, I'm just saying, if you shoot me, the real bad people will know what everybody is. And then not only will I be dead, but everybody will be dead. He was like, now, nah, I understand that I may deserve to die, but these other people don't. Right. And then Lydia comes in because Herschel at this point has put down the gun. Lydia comes in and takes the gun and Herschel runs out the room. And I was just like, I don't know that I was expecting that confrontation this season. No, not at all. And then it gave me like towards the end of the episode when, you know, when Maggie and all of them are back or whatever, Negan goes back over to Herschel and he tells him, he was like, look, I know you may still have some feelings about this. So how about this? He was like, when you grow up, come find me and we'll sort this out. We'll make it right. And I was thinking Beatrix kiddo vibes from Kill Bill when she killed Vernita Green. Me too. Me too. She was like, me too. If you're still raw about this in 10 years, I'll be waiting. That's that's what I I was like. He put okay. a, they put a Quentin Tarantino on us because I was like, I was not expecting that confrontation. Child. But it was the way that they did that scene was so good. Yeah, because I think at this point, and a lot of people I've seen this debate too. Oh, he doesn't get to feel sorry. He did it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, a person can have regret. I have shit. I feel he can have regret. So, I, I mean, I didn't bash anybody's head in, but yeah, no. right. <laughs> but it's it's like he knows what he did, and and to be confronted with it, not just from Maggie, because I think you can take it a little bit easier. I won't say take it a little bit easier. 
it's easier to handle when it comes from the grown up, especially because Maggie was there. Mm-hmm. So she has seen you at your worst. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has seen you at your most absolute evil, despicable, whatever. She has seen the depths of what you can do. This little kid has not. Mm-hmm. And so now that Herschel has a face to put with the act, that I think that's going to weigh more heavily on Negan than anything. Absolutely. Because again, we have said this before, has not changed. He loves kids. Mm-hmm. That has been very evident from even the beginning, from the first time he saw Judith. Right. It's been evident that he loves right. kids because when he saw her as a baby, there was like genuine joy on his face. He was like, oh, look at this cutie. And he literally walked her around all day like she was his. Right. I think one, because he wasn't expecting to see another baby. And two, because she's cute. Right. You know, he has been bonded to her ever since then. Right. Like Judith was his only friend when he was locked up. Right. If you call it friendship, she was the one who would sit and talk to him. And she told Michonne, you know, she was like, he's not the same person he used to be. Michonne was like, you don't know what he did. He's not that same guy anymore. Right. And what is it that they say? Out of the mouths of babes. Right. But you know what's weird? Everybody thinks that other people can't change, but that we're we're allowed to evolve. You know what I mean? Everybody from season one through season 11 that are, you know, as their characters have grown, people, like we said, our team, We've seen them evolve from these people to something else. You know what I mean? And so now, mm-hmm. why he can't? Because he did. Better. Right. You know what I Think mean? Think about it. Dara was a hateful redneck when we first met him. That part. His brother actually called T-Dog a nigger. So. That part. You know what kind of environment he grew up in. You know, he didn't have a lot of respect for Glenn in those first few, right. few episodes either. Right. Right. So to see where he has evolved from that first episode to now. Right. You know what I'm saying? He can change. Negan can change. Yeah. And again, I don't feel like really that Negan has changed. I, I feel like he's probably gone more to what he used to be before the world went to shit and before yeah. he lost his wife. Right. Negan went back to himself. Yeah, but I think he also has a little bit more, he has a little bit more compassion and he has a little bit more understanding because of what he's seen since then and also because he knows what he's done Yeah, and how it's changed people. And all he has to do is look at Maggie to see what his actions did to another person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, yeah, that, that scene was... It was rough. Yeah. It was rough, but it was needed. I have a feeling like now that that's out in the open, that's the only way Maggie is going to have to move forward now. Because now Herschel knows it's not like you're trying to protect him. You're not keeping it from, he knows the truth now. Right. I don't know if Maggie at this point knows because I don't think that conversation has been had. You know, she sees Negan talking to him. And after he says that, you know, when you, when you grow up a little bit, come and find me, he walks away and Maggie comes over and she asks him, she was like, what did he say to you? And Herschel's just giving him the death set. I swear if looks could kill, Negan will be killed over right now. (laughs) Definitely. But yeah, so that all that's going to be interesting because again, we do know that 
Maggie and Negan have a spinoff coming mm-hmm. where they're going to be in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out, especially with Herschel, because I'm assuming Maggie is going to take her child with her when she goes to another state. Oh, I-, I don't see her leaving that child behind. So again, unless Herschel dies, which I really hope they don't do that to us, or there has to be some kind of understanding or some kind of reconciliation to where it's like, I don't have to like you, but I do understand that we have the same goals aligned as far as keeping our people alive, staying alive and not just purposefully killing other people. Because if, I mean, if you think about it, when we've seen Negan, Negan hasn't really killed anybody. Right. Except for Alpha and Alpha was kind of a necessity. And then the people here in this, and I don't even think, I'm trying to think, I don't even think Negan killed anybody in this episode. Annie killed somebody. She killed the soldier who was holding Gabriel hostage. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think we haven't really seen. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know what's going to happen know, in this, in, in their spinoff? It's going to be a time jump. Herschel going to be in the fucking adult. Maybe. That's my thought. Maybe. Because trying to traipse around with a little ass kid. Or he may be a little bit older, maybe maybe a teenager. Yeah, but something I, like that. It's it has to be a time jump because I, I I just can't foresee them. You know, it, it has to be yeah. a time jump because Negan got a kid. He gonna leave Andy. Well, we don't unless Andy die. We, yeah, we we don't know how that's gonna go yet. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. At this point, yeah. Right. But, but anyway, so after all of this emotional stuff, you know, Carlson is still going through the building killing some of the people and Maggie and Annie like just barely escape them because they're coming around the corner as Maggie and Annie are going by. So they plant this trap for Carlson and his soldiers. You know, they have Aaron and Gabriel up at the top. Do I want to go there first? No, let's go to the soldiers searching the apartment because as we see earlier in the episode, there is an apartment where if you look behind the closet, there's a secret passageway that leads mm-hmm. into another apartment. And as they're searching, Carlson comes across this apartment and he looks and he sees in the dust of the floor footprints. You know, which they probably, out, right? you know, this stressed me out, right? Only because every time, <laughs> every time, <laughs> just think back every time somebody's fucking hiding every time they almost Mm -hmm. get caught in some random ass distraction somewhere pulls people up every time yeah and they almost get caught this time because he sees the footprints and you literally see everybody standing behind the wall like Negan Lydia and I think one other person has guns towards the opening and Carlson is about to push the clothes and then they he hears gunfire. So he turns around and um, Gabriel says something about Aaron up on the roof and he hears them. So Aaron and Gabriel go on the roof and then Carlson and the other soldiers, they follow up there. And Aaron and Gabriel, you know, they, they throw down their guns, their weapons or whatever. And Carlson comes up and he, he gives this little, his speech. He's just like, I'm so tired of this. Enough of this shit, blah, blah, blah. First of all, when they got up there and he started just kind of losing it, 
I was like, yeah, you, you about to get, something's about to happen to you. And so he's holding the gun at them talking about, oh, so you just going to turn on me. And then here comes Elijah from the back. And I was like, okay, this is the Elijah I have been looking for. He's got the mask on. He's got his, and he's just like sneaking. And then he quickly takes out the two guards with Carlson. Carlson is on the ground and he looks around and he starts laughing maniacally. Like he does the little evil cartoon laugh. Because I think at this point, he knows, yeah, time's up for you, buddy. You know? And Aaron. Badass. I gotta say this. Badass Aaron. Let me tell you, I fucking love Aaron. I really do. I've always loved his character. But Carlson is sitting there talking to him. And here come Maggie. And I think Annie was with her. And Carlson is literally trying to plead his way out of, look, yo, I, we just need to talk about some things. And Aaron just shoots him. And he goes over the side of the building and lands right next to the pile of bodies that he threw off the building. And he's still alive. He lands on his back. So obviously he's broken his back because when I tell you, he hit that ground with such a thud that the camera jumped. I was like, Oh, we doing those kind of effects now? <laughs> like, yeah, like I want y'all to see how hard he hit this ground. So walkers crawl over to him. They start having their lunch. Carlson is done. I was like, well, couldn't have happened to a better person. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so bad that this show makes us glee with delight oh when God. folks get <laughs> Like, yeah, he did. <laughs> but he needed to be dead. He did need to be dead. Quickly. But okay. But it's going to be interesting now because, you know, they talk about at the end, you know, Aaron is like, I can't leave the Commonwealth. Like, I have to go back. We, we have to go back and we have to kind of tell them what happened. Because, of course, if the Commonwealth come looking and they see all of these dead mm-hmm. soldiers, that's going to be an issue. And with Aaron and Gabriel there and also being the only two left alive, that's already going to be suspicious. So how they spend that is going to be very important to make sure that one, no suspicion falls on them. Two, to make sure suspicion doesn't go anywhere else because we don't know what else the soldiers may have reported back to Lance or what Carlson may have reported back to Lance about what he found, you know? And then they have to make sure that their people who are there in the Commonwealth are protected. Mm -hmm. So Aaron and Gabriel, they have a task ahead of them Mm -hmm. because they're going to have to be very convincing, which is Aaron and Gabriel. I'm sure they can. Like I said, that's the dynamic duo I never knew I needed until last season. But they work well together and they're on the same page. So I think they'll be able to protect each other and protect uh, the other people. But it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Because again, they're the only two that survived. That's already going to look funny. Right. Out of everybody, y'all the two with no guns, no armor, no nothing. How y'all live? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But. Oh, but before that, 
at the end, at the end, they talking and they realize that the people in the apartment complex don't have the guns. So if mm-hmm. the grand question is, well, if y'all don't have the guns, who got the guns? And we get a little flashback of two weeks ago. And we see this Commonwealth surgeon crawling the way saying, no, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. But next to the convoy and the boxes the full of guns. guns. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. And it's one, two, three. It's four, four Commonwealth soldiers. Three of them are already dead. And then you see somebody walking from beside the convoy. And then the soldier, she's like, please, 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 no. See the knife go across the throat. And then we see Lydia. Maggie should have killed her. So now you know she Daryl should have killed her. Both of them should have killed her. Now you know. Well, she- we knew she was gonna come back and cause some problems. We knew that. We knew that. We knew it. We knew it. Daryl shouldn't have let her ass go. Man. And then of course, we see in the previews for next week. This is what, you know, the whole thing at the apartment complex, Lance is there to investigate. And of course, he's questioning Aaron and Gabriel. And this is when Daryl and the Commonwealth soldiers end up coming to Hilltop. So, yeah, it is about at about that six month period. So it's going to be interesting to see what What happens happens there. Because, again, I said it. I don't think that Daryl is going to the hilltop with antagonistic reasons. Like even though the way that they presented it to us in that first episode, Mm -hmm. she was like, we, we don't have to do this. Yes, we do. I was like, yeah, that, that doesn't seem like what we kind of gathered from this episode is because Maggie was like, well, we can't leave them here. And we know they can't go to the Commonwealth. So the assumption is that Maggie is going to find some way to hide them or find some way to keep them safe from mm-hmm. everything. So the apartment, yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, Gabriel and um, Aaron being left alive, why would mm-hmm. they leave y'all alive? Okay, let's go to the one place we think. Which is yeah. So. so it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Yep. Because uh, like I said, Daryl is probably there because they've been ordered to be there to like search or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But Daryl and Maggie are not in a in in a place where they're at each other's throats. So, you know, even though he has on a Commonwealth suit, Daryl is still one of us. Daryl still Daryl. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and what they're going to do as far as this conflict, because there's going to be a conflict between the, the Commonwealth and the Hilltop. We already Absolutely. see it coming. We already see it coming, because even in the preview, when Maggie is standing there, she's got her she's got her arms crossed, like, what the fuck are y'all doing on my doorstep? So, we already know it's about to be some, some issues. You already know Lance is feeling a little bit in his feelings because of the fact that Maggie did not take the deal. So, you yeah, the next episode is going to be interesting. Yep. And then we only have one episode left. And let me tell y'all what Casey is doing. So we watch the episodes on AMC Plus. So we get them a week early and the mid-season finale airs tomorrow. 
Because somebody decided she was going out of town this weekend. She is making me wait until Monday evening to watch the mid-season finale because we're going we're going to watch it together. We're going to actually be in the same space. Yeah. We might do some reaction videos and then we're going to record yep. and talk about it. Yep. But I got to wait until Monday. I'm on break. I'm on spring break. I don't have a I don't have to be in the bed. And I got to wait. And you can't be on social media. And you can't see how mean she is. She's so mean. Sure am. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be I know. I know. I know. And then I have seen not spoilers for episode 16, but I have seen a couple of, you know, a couple of writers or bloggers who have the screeners. And they're like, yeah, let me tell y'all, episode 16 is shaping up to be one of the best mid-season finales ever. And they tell it in such a way that it's not, they're not leaving us on a huge cliffhanger. So that's good. But they're like, it's a lot of action. It's a lot of, I was like, I gotta wait. I can't stay up till 3 a.m. this morning and watch. Yeah, get some rest. Rest up. You know. Sleep well that night. I can't stand you. Sleep well. I can't stand you. But yeah, so it's shaping up to be interesting with this Commonwealth. Um, so now we're starting to see a little bit more of Lance's colors and Carol is seeing them too. And she is not pleased. And, you know, anytime Carol is not pleased, I'm here for it because, you know, some shit is about to go down and it's about to be epic. It's about to be epic. Yes. And then you have Daryl and Rosita who have now been on the end of Sebastian's bullshit and they see how they do things so you've got Carol pissed off you've got Daryl pissed off you've got Rosita pissed off you've got Eugene Connie and Kelly looks like they're teaming up in uh from the preview of the next episode we see the list pop up again and you know Eugene is already doing the whole conspiracy theory so we know that those are other people from our group that are becoming disillusioned with the Commonwealth. So, yeah, I, you know, like I said, my friend Charles said, you know, anytime our people come up into a community, that community is about to fall. <laughs> and I think that's about to happen, but it's not because they're doing it on purpose, but because they see the bullshit and they see, they see what's going on. They're like, oh yeah, no, this is not right. Yeah. Oh, it's about to, oh yeah, it's, it's about, about to be about interesting. To be interesting. Yep. So we have two more episodes and then we have another hiatus. I don't know how long this hiatus is, but then after that hiatus, it is the final eight episodes. <laughs> I am not ready. Me neither. I'm not ready. Say goodbye. But we'll have a Rick <sighs> flashback, fingers crossed, or not flashback, a Rick moment. <laughs> Yes, we need to have a Rick moment. Rick Grimes needs to come back before this. Before you know who else needs to come Absolutely. back? My boo. Of Bring course. Bring her back. Of course. You Bring gotta. You gotta get your Michelle moment. Bring my boo back. I think I'm gonna make me to say, "Bring my boo back." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but let's well, see. Well, they can't now because at this point, all filming is done. So, hopefully, my boo back. But you know. They could have brought her back and we don't know it. I mean, like we said, Andrew was here in February. 
I'm strongly suspecting that you you can't well, you know, bring him here, to Atlanta. You know, Denai was here filming Black Panther, so she could have. Well, yeah, you can't. Right, you can't tell me that they didn't do something, especially Andy. You know, Andy and Norman went to dinner together while he was in Atlanta. Now, nah, y'all not gonna sit here and tell me that Rick Grimes doesn't show up in some way mm-hmm. in any of those final eight episodes. Why he randomly in Atlanta? Ain't shit else filming here that he would come here. Right. And be in and out like that. Yeah. Cause I think because we went to we went to Nick and Norman's, what was it, March 6th? Mm-hmm. And someone there told us, yeah, no, he was here and he he left out. So I'm like, okay, but y'all know he was so was he here here? Like, of course. If he's in Atlanta, even if he didn't film something, you know he had to go by there because you know he was gonna he wasn't gonna just be in Atlanta and not go say hey to his peeps. Right. So you know he had to go by and say something. Absolutely. So I'm just I'm just saying they they could have filmed like a scene or two while he was here. Or three. And then if if Denai was here filming Black Panther 2 and she just happened to like take a stroll down Highway 85 into Sonoya, I don't think that's unreasonable. I don't either. I'm here so, for it. I'm here for it too. So let's go. I just I just want to see Rick. I just need to see Rick. And, and I, I guarantee, I, I have a strong feeling you'll get your fix. I you, so. I hope so. You, ma'am, I hope so. Are gonna get your fix. Will I get my fix? I don't know, but I know you're gonna get yours. We're gonna speak those two things into existence. You're gonna get your Michonne. I'm gonna get my Rick. We're gonna speak those into existence. Yes, we're gonna get so. It. Yes, so we have two more episodes to talk about. Um, at some point, I do still want to do a uh, show talking a little bit about pandemic. And then there is another convention coming up. Well, I guess not necessarily a convention. It's like a fan event. It's called The Camp. Mm-hmm. It's a now a four-day weekend, I think. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because Paula Lazaro is coming on that Monday. So that's taking place in Peachtree City. Uh, Casey and I are both planning to go to that event. Looking forward to it. And then that'll be it for maybe the summer for the main show don't know when the final third of it is coming back but hopefully by that time we'll be able to talk about fear the walking dead because apparently casey has been getting caught up so where are you now with fear um what the hell you still in season three no i'm in season ain't it season five i'm in season five morgan got kidnapped by the truckers and then the crazy lady, they just shot her. Oh. The black lady. Yes. Martha. I met Martha. Yes. So that's where I am. Oh, look at you. You've been making some progress. I have. Girl, I was proud of me. I'm like, okay, girl. Yes. I All have right. made progress. So you done met my favorite, John Dory. Yes. Yes. I have met. Yes. 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 Matter of fact, him and... um. Victor was trying to get off the little island and Alicia Alicia and Charlie had just came to the water and of course I, they didn't show what they saw but clearly they saw uh Charlie right um, okay um, so yeah you've you've made some progress I'm so proud of you so look we might be able to talk about some fear of the walking dead when it comes back in three weeks we will oh okay 
So you heard it here. Y'all gonna help me keep uh keep her <laughs> word. Keep you know, we just track. gotta get her to sit down some because Casey be all over the place. So, but yay. So once I'm to we get done with Carolina, so you know I can podcast well, anywhere. This is true. This is true. So okay, so we will talk about the last two episodes of this portion of the season. We're going to be talking about pandemic. We're going to be talking about the camp. And then looks like we're going to be talking about Fear the Walking Dead finally. <laughs> so that's what we have to look forward to in the next coming weeks. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on YouTube and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.